Wake Up Tri-County is live from our Save a Lot studio. It's time for Kiwani Back When, and our good friend Dave Clark joins us. Hey, have you been naughty or nice? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that out of the way right off the bat here. This, this past I'm still year. on the wait and see list. Oh, okay. You've got you've got a few more days. We're yeah. we're, we're just what uh, the five days before Christmas now. You know to to, to get the, get the, the record cleared out. Well, I was trying to figure out something for Kiwani back when you know in past years on in, in our December program we've always done something about Kiwani back when, and we did uh, you know uh, why Santa doesn't come to Kiwani you know got hit by the mayor and you know got chased out of town and that sort of thing. We did the. Uh, Chat with Santa with Ron Heal from the North Pole, you know, the old radio program here on WKEI. We did the uh, Christmas Day fire of 69, the big blaze that got everybody excited. And then the history of the downtown Christmas tree, we've done I think, a couple of programs on that, on the one at Cent uh, Tremont and 2nd Street, and how it all got started and that sort of thing. And, and I, I, I couldn't think of anything else. And I wanted to point out, we were talking before the program too, that, um, that all those are available on podcasts, you know, on, on the regional media website. And uh, you're planning, tell us about what you're planning for the, the holidays here with all of our Kiwani Back When programs. Yeah, typically, you know, we'll, we'll set aside those Christmas episodes and air them on, uh, on Christmas to uh, kind of cover our programming so our people are off for the day. You might even include this one. You may. If, you it, may. Measure, if it measures up. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, <laughs> we, can't, we can't waste people's time with, with, with a trivial half hour here. <laughs> well, hopefully, what I thought we'd talk about today is Christmas memories. You know, things we remember from our childhood or from the past or, or whatever. And I, I came up with two uh, to go through briefly. Back when I was a, a child growing up on the farm, uh, we started out living with my mom's folks, my grandparents. And they had a big house with a big fireplace and chimney. So there was no question about where Santa Claus came from, down the chimney. Ho, ho, ho. Well, when I got about, oh, six or seven years old, we moved to another farm. My dad got a farm he could rent, so the whole family moved to another house several miles away over in Saxon, and uh, there's no chimney. So my sister and I were in a panic wondering how in the world Santa Claus is going to get down here with the gifts <laughs> on Christmas Eve. My, my brilliant mother, uh, Josephine, came up with the idea. She says, well, she says, you know, Santa doesn't know where the front door is. And of course, the farmhouse had a big front door and a big front porch. So on Christmas Eve, my sister and I put our cookies and milk dish and a tray or chair out by the front door. And you know what? We got our gifts anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to heck with a chimney. I mean, it's an option, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. great. that I'm, I'm sure he prefers a chimney, but Santa always finds out where you're at. So mm -hmm. this year, kids, if you're worried about, you know, Santa finding you on Christmas Eve, don't worry. He'll find a way. I don't care where you are or or what your house is, or, or, or whatever. <laughs> I like the, uh, the the solution they find in the movie, the Santa Claus. Uh, they just a, a chimney will just appear, and <laughs> yeah. then Santa Claus can come out of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now with with AI, you could probably do that now. You know, you could probably create a you know with, with holograms or something. I don't know what. And the, the other one was kind of a sentimental one. When I was in college, actually before that, when I worked here at the radio station, we used to go out to Penwick's Tasty Freeze on East Street all the time for lunch. And one of the girls that worked out there from high school at my age was uh, Nancy Godomsky. And, uh, and people remember Fenwick's. It was a, a local tradition. They a different different day. They had a different flavor of soft serve ice cream and uh, so forth. So anyway, Nancy and I became good friends. Actually, we went to Western together down there at, at Macomb. And uh, but anyway, I got to know her parents, Wally and Judy Godomsky. These people were right. Uh, if you want to find the classical Northside Kiwani Polish couple, these were it. You know, they spoke the language. They baked the did the baking. They 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 drank the sh the different liquors. I forget what it was called. 
Uh, it was it was kind of a spicy little wine and so forth. Well, anyway, I got to the habit of going over there every year on Christmas Eve just to stop in and say hi and maybe take a card or a present or whatever. And got to sit around at the kitchen table in their home their house on on East A Street there, and just across the street from Bill's Tap and down the street from the Scoot Inn, you know, on A Street. And uh, anyway, got to be good friends with them. Wally would talk about he, he was a glove cutter at the wall or at Boss out here, and Julie was a homemaker, and all about you know the kids and grandkids. And well, Dave, you know, I, I, good luck, you know, Merry Christmas. I went out the door and I said, yeah, I've got to get up tomorrow morning and sign on at the radio station. What? On Christmas morning, you've got to sign on at 5.30? You know, then we had to get up here and fire everything up, you know, turn on the transmitter and, you know, get the records out and get the programs lined <laughs> up and all that kind of that stuff that automation does now, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, so, okay. Christmas morning, I got up out at the farm, I got the snow off of the car, shoveled out the driveway, got down to the hotel, got up to the, and the hotel, of course, was open 24 hours back then. They had a person on the desk, so I got in, no problem. Got up, signed the radio station on, and I was just doing the national anthem, as we all did when we started out the day, and the phone rang. I thought, who the heck is this calling at, you know, 5.30 on Christmas morning? And I picked up the phone, it said, WKEI. Hi, this is Wally Gadowski. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> and well, Merry Christmas to you, Wally. He says, I got a special because I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. You're up there signing the radio station on, and by God, somebody ought to say thank you. So, okay, that was the end of that. So those are my two Christmas memories. You got one? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, there's, we've done a lot of, uh, most of the time when it comes to Christmas, we're off. You know, we're off doing something, so we don't tend to be on the air uh, for Christmas. Uh, but the, you know, some of the best ones, like my best Christmas memories of this radio station is actually doing these shows with you. Oh, really? Is this Kiwani back when. Uh-huh. Uh, and especially hearing that story about the mayor punching Santa Claus. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things I've ever heard. It's put Kiwani on the map. That <laughs> along with Kiwani boilers and, and goods furniture, yeah. That, now, that. I know there's some people kind of shaking their heads. We don't want to be known for I that. I know, yeah. Wait, why know. do you got to bring that up, you know, it, and talk about that? It's, it's, it's humorous you know, now. Yeah. It's funny years later. You can look back, you yeah. You can look back yeah. on it now and... And yeah. see the humor in it, and how you know it was a long time ago. If you can't laugh at yourself, you know why should anybody else? You know that that's sort of the way there. <laughs> but 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 yeah. In this... terms of a personal memory, like I grew up in Princeton, Iowa, uh, and I was a really spoiled kid. We had a lot of money as a kid, which I don't have now, which is kind of funny. <laughs> so what happened? Uh, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that later. But but my dad had a lot of money back in the day and would spoil us on Christmas stuff. So I had. Uh, one morning, I woke up to Christmas Day, and I believe I was like five years old. I had every Smurf. There were like a, you know, there were a hundred Smurfs, and, and plus variations. So I had about a hundred and ten Smurfs and about a dozen mushroom houses. <laughs> that reminds me, what you the Star Trek episode of the Tribbles? You know, all, <laughs> all of a sudden you got a hundred Smurfs. You know, and, and where's the kid? He's in there somewhere. You know. <laughs> I had way too many Smurfs, uh, yeah. and they just would reenact every cartoon oh uh, my using my Smurf characters. Do you still like Smurfs? I wish I still had those. They'd be so valuable oh, right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what you're wondering. They're not up in the attic. They probably got sold on a yard sale somewhere for, oh, you know, yeah, they're 10 cents a piece or whatever. And whatnot now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, I'd, if I'd known then what I know now, yeah. uh, you know, 40-year-old Smurf toys would probably yeah. be... Uh, an incredible, you know, incredible find on eBay. Well, yeah. Well, that brings me to my, my second uh, uh, aspect of the program is, is favorite gifts. And the one I remember, um, 
now I had to reach back on this one. I hadn't given this much of any thought. You know, I'm sitting there scratching my head, trying to, you know, go way, way back, you know, dialing back to the back of my head. And I remembered a farm set. It was a it was a, a, a tin barn, you know, a hip roof barn, but it had everything. It had cows, pigs, sheep, it had fences we could put around it, it had a little tractor and a whole nine yards. It was a complete set of a farm. And I guess why I remembered it and why I made an impression was it was the same thing that I saw outdoors. You know, my dad, we had the farm, we had cows, we had pigs, we had, you know, a tractor, the whole we had a big barn, the whole nine yards, and I could have my own little farm going on, you know, inside the house. You know, that was kind of a, a neat deal. The other one, I did some research on this too, was uh, remember Lincoln logs that uh, you could get them in a they came in a in, in a in a container, several sizes of containers. And we've long lost a container, but I keep finding the Lincoln logs. They were real wood, and they would mm-hmm. they, they had notches on each end that you could t- make into a cabin or you know a house or something like that. And uh, by the way, I, I was looking because I wasn't sure if they we called them Lincoln logs, but sure enough, there still are Lincoln logs. If you get a collector set online, I found one for $109, you know, one, one <laughs> wow. from the 50s or whatever, you right. know, like if I'd saved all of my Lincoln, like your Smurfs, you know, <laughs> if I saved the Lincoln Logs, I could get some money out of it. And the other one is that they still can, you can still buy them. I found them on Walmart's website for $35 to $40 for the regular set, you know, of the thing. But what I got to thinking is, you know, because you could make a log cabin that had a green roof, you could put a green roof on top of it, it had doors and windows you could, manu- you could manufacture into it, it had instructions with it and so forth. But I thought, you know what, I bet you that's where I got the idea for help when I was involved in, in helping with, the, uh, with Mark McKinnis and, and the Kiwani Preservation people with the Lou Little's cabin out there on the south, you know, the little log cabin, which <laughs> yeah. is, which is basically is what they did. They, they took and restored this old cabin, you know, they notched the, lo- notched the logs and put it back together again with some new logs and some of the old logs and all that. But that's our, that, that's today's Lincoln Logs that's out there on South <laughs> Street. <laughs> that's why I like that so much. Okay, now I remember, remember that. Anybody, anything besides the Smurfs that you ever got? Uh, I got it. One of my favorite toys as a kid was, uh, there was this uh, evil Knievel thing where oh, yeah. he was on the motorcycle and you could pull a, you pull the plastic thing out of the back and he went flying and you could set up a, a jump for him to do and of course he would crash because that's what Evil Knievel was known yeah. for. Sometimes he could stay on the bike. Most of the times he's going to crash and flip and you know, that's a... Re- and he did, all, he did all of that in real life. He, you he know. All that, yeah, that's what, that's what you watched him for oh. on uh, World, Wide World of sports back yeah. in the day. Now that would be really worth something today. I imagine so, but you... I beat the heck out of that though. Oh yeah, you <laughs> cra- mean... crashed and burned many times. <laughs> well, and, you that, know, there's... That toy was not built to last. Yeah. That was not built to last because the intention was to send it off of a ramp and see what it would do. Yeah. And yeah, there was no no survival rate for that. Yeah. But of course, you, you didn't know back then, being a little kid in Princeton, Iowa, <laughs> that there was actually a Kiwani, Illinois connection. I, I didn't know. I've, I've learned a lot about, uh, you know, it was always kind of... <clears throat> Not hush hush, but you know, when when uh, when when Evil was the big star, his uh, his semi would wind up at the back of Riemann's Harley Davidson up here every so often. So we knew that Roger Riemann, you know, the the owner up there yeah. uh, at the time, uh, was his head mechanic, and we knew he sent his motorcycles in here to get tuned up and that sort of thing. But we didn't ever really realize that. We knew Evil must have come and gone occasionally. He came here, I think, when he had the open house, when Riemann's added, expanded their store and, and that sort of thing. I remember we got pictures of, of him for the, I think I was at, no, I was still at the radio station then. But anyway, I, I had occasion to, uh, to sit down and have coffee frequently with Denny Packey here, of course, now the owner of Riemann's, and close personal friend. They were like brothers, you know, he and Roger, who unfortunately passed away in a, a motorcycle accident. But anyway, uh, Evil came here 
I wouldn't say quite a bit, but uh, there were times, you know, when, when Danny, you know, was assigned, Roger was busy doing something, he had to take him out to the Cheers Lounge on the South End, and uh, one story Denny tells is they were in there having a beer, he and Evil, <coughs> and uh, this guy comes in the bar, uh, uh, Mike Shramokas was the owner of the bar, he was another character, a Chicago type that, you know, took over a bar in Kiwani. Anyway, these two guys came in, and they'd seen the Evil Knievel trailer up there by Rima and said, hey, Evil Knievel, I wonder if he's in town, you know. And, uh, you know, then they started talking about Evil Knievel, and he's sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Mike goes, you know, with his head, you know, <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's him, it's him. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Evil, Evil did come to Kiwani frequently, and he and Denny became lifelong friends. Denny still communicates with his kids and, and uh, the, the family and that sort of thing. And, and uh, he still owns some of the stuff that Roger had that, you know, the, the Harley-Davidson fans come looking for, the museums and things like that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of, of Evil Knievel connection with Kiwani. So I'm glad that was part of your childhood, too. That shows you how they expand. So Evil Knievel was a, you know, a, a global phenomenon, I guess. And at oh, least absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, if I recall correctly, I watched, the, I watched one of his uh, Las Vegas jumps live, and mm -hmm. that led me to wanting the toy. And mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it was his son, Robbie, I believe, that continued yeah. the legend for a while. But I, I believe he was also, was he killed or is he retired? I can't remember. I think retired. Yeah, I, I think believe. he retired. Yeah. I, I don't, but he's not, nobody's jumping anymore, that, that part. But still, it's like that it has gone kind of out of fashion. I mean, I'm, I'm sure maybe there might be somebody out there still doing it. I think the, yeah. I think something called Nitro Circus was, yeah. was touring for a while where they had people doing, you know, wild jumps. But that does seem to have fallen out of favor. The whole daredevil. After, uh after wild world of sports yeah the whole daredevil thing about you know jumping over 20 school buses or whatever that they used to do you know that and people would just pay good money just to go watch people do that it was an extension of the demolition derbies and mm -hmm. the drag racing and stuff well, it's like that, that it's like what i was saying before about the toy you know that you're going to watch the toy crash every mm -hmm. time yeah <laughs> and if you use if you use the jump it's going to crash every time and yeah. the excitement and the danger is the draw. It's watching yeah. the potential that this person yeah. might mm -hmm. just be ragdolled off that motorcycle mm -hmm. and thrown for three feet. Yeah. And, uh, but you. But oftentimes, if he would nail it, you would. You know, I think more people were rooting for him than were rooting for the crash. I <laughs> right. think because yeah. he was that. He was just kind of that magnetic figure. Yeah. And and of course, he had you know dozens of broken bones. I guess you know inside story was you know he had a lot of. He always got patched up and did it again. But it was his livelihood. He was quite a. Here again, a, a larger-than-life character. I mean, he was all showman, you know, uh, that sort of thing. But uh, there anyway, was a, there was a there was a long-standing rumor that he would go into bars and he could put magnets on very various parts of oh, his body yeah. and replaced with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard that heard that one too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but that, that's part of our, our legacy with the uh, the Riemann Harley Davidson up there. I'm, I'm wondering. I don't know if that's. I don't think that's true. But I just it's something well, that's gone around. I don't know. Years. I'll have to ask Jenny next time I see him at coffee if if, if, if people could could put magnets on his on his, his spine or his knee or or, or whatever. I'm not there. saying I believe it. I'm just saying that that is something yeah. that I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and mentioning, mentioning Raymond's Harley Davidson, I like the segues here, we're going from yeah. gifts now, is that uh, something else I thought of for this time of year, you know, the end of the year, we're into December, getting into Christmas and New Year's, is to look back on, on the past year and, and what it was like. Uh, and 
I started thinking about the things that we have here in Kiwani that other communities don't have, like Raymond's Harley-Davidson. How many, uh, there are fewer and fewer Harley-Davidson dealerships now. I'm not sure how much longer we're gonna have this one. You know, as the world gets bigger, look at, you know, how we lost a newspaper and all that other kind of stuff. Biggies come in and, you know, small people get, but anyway, they're here for now and hopefully they're, they're gonna be there, there forever. When I was uh, a freshman or sophomore in high school out here at Wethersfield, um, they built the Sandys here in Kiwani. And it was right across the street. It's where, a matter of fact, it's the same building that La Gondola Spaghetti House is in now. And it was a 100th store for Sandys. They finally built one in Kiwani as a training center because they couldn't justify just putting a, you know, stand-up restaurant here. And uh, it occurred to me, we had Gerber's across the street, which is where Bex is. It was a gas mom-and-pop gas station. The family ran at the Gerber's. They had a little uh, lunch bar, and uh, they had a, a, a bay where they fixed cars, and you could get pop, and you could buy baseball cards, and it was like it is now. It's kind of a, the early version of the convenience store. You know, you could get, get odds and ends there and get a, get a bite to eat. And, but Sandy's was, I mean, that was fast food. You could get a hamburger and you could get french fries. And, but that was all new. I mean, now it's a part of America, Americana. You know, we, we live for hamburgers and ham, uh, all the different sandwiches and drinks and stuff. But it occurred to me, and I, I was at the time, we, well, and we were still going to church down in Lafayette, Lafayette Methodist. And I, all my kids in Sunday school went, mostly went to either Lafayette, had a high school then, or they went to, uh, to Toulon. Some, even from Gallup, came down there to go to church. And it occurred to me that in none of those towns do they have a Sandy's right across the street from the high school. Hmm. And even Kiwani High School didn't have a Sandy's right across the street. And when you're a freshman or sophomore in high school and you really don't care about how many chemistry classes or how many, you know, what kind of advanced placement math you have, or <laughs> how good the textbooks are, or the teachers, all that, you learn later that that's the most important thing. But back then when you're a kid, wow, We've got a Sandy's right across the street from the school, and nobody else does. <laughs> Think of all the towns that would love to have a Sandy's right across the street. So I started going through, and I've done this over the, over the years, trying to come up with a list in my head, and this might be a, a kind of a, a good place to, to drop it, uh, get it out, is uh, uh, top of my list, I don't know, this isn't any particular order, but the first one I thought of was Kiwani Hospital which is now OSF St. Luke's uh, Medical Center. Um, when that was built in 2006, 7, 8, somewhere along in there, um, the administrator then was, was Margaret Golby. And I remember her saying one time that all the people that came in to inspect it or people that came in on various business and so forth couldn't believe that they uh, saw a hospital like that, that new and that, that advanced in a town the size of Kiwani, 13,000 population. And I've been out there, you know, and I know for a while it had a bad reputation, and actually it was 2000 and, gosh, 10 or 11 or 12 that OSF took it over, and that was a godsend because now we have all kinds of specialists that come in, and I mean, it, it's really, I've been out there a number of times, and I, believe it or not, I love going to the hospital because you're, you're treated so well out there. But when you think of all the towns that either don't have, a, like small rural hospitals like this one was, that closed down and left the community or you know don't have it anymore. But we have, we have the hospital. The other one, of course, this is the biggie, is Black Hawk East. 
A lot of people don't realize it's out there on the hill between Kiwani and Galva, but all of the business that brings into town, all the shows they have out there, the horse uh, uh, judging contests and school events and that sort of thing, and, uh, and, and all of the, uh, the, the things they do for the local schools with dual credit courses. How many towns around Illinois don't have a college five miles away, a junior yeah. college, where the kids can take training right away without having to drive 50 miles, uh, that sort of thing. So the, the, the college is, is the real biggie. The YMCA. Uh, how many towns have a YMCA? You know, we've got a YMCA with all the stuff they offer. Uh, people that go in there for exercise or swimming or, or racquetball or, or whatever, you know, the various activities that they, they program and they plan. And I understand, I'm not sure where they're at with this, maybe you've heard uh, they're planning on building a new YMCA or they're looking at that down the road of getting out of this old, this one was built in like a 1930 or something and it's, you know, it's still in good shape, but I think mm -hmm. they want to get something a little more usable you know yeah. I, I don't know but anyway that's another whole story kiwani public library there's something one of the guys one morning out at mcdonald's having coffee years ago we we're talking about tax rates on your tax bill well look at this how much we pay for this darn library and how many people use the library i haven't been to the library in 50 years <laughs> and, and and i said well I'm, i go in there all the time you know mm -hmm. to do research and that sort of thing and, and since they, one thing the library did to save it in a saving grace, they took an old Andrew Carnegie 1906 building and they, and they, they redid it oh, about 20 years ago. And they, they redid the inside and they, they wired everything. I mean, it's up to date on technology. They're, they're not just putting books out on a shelf. You can still get a nice, a nice paper hardbound book, but you also can get into uh, Kindle or you can, get a, you can do computer work or you can do research, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, information has become their, their main marketing now rather than just, you know, finding a good book. And, and they, they've kept up with that. They've got a great staff that'll help you with anything. Uh, they're super nice uh, and that sort of thing. And, and I know a lot of towns, you know, even like, you know, Toulon, Sheffield, uh, well, like Toulon has built a new library here recently. Um, uh, several other communities around here have either built new libraries or gone into new facilities and that sort of thing. But this is a really special library. When people come in here, and a lot of people, you, I go over there, I've seen people from Oregon, from California, from Baltimore, just like the college. You know, the people it brings in here from other places uh, is amazing, and they just can't believe how, you know, nice it, it is uh, to have that here in Kiwani. The Wani Theater. I was looking over stories from the past year, <clears throat> and last spring, of course, we lost Bud Johnson. And everybody's kind of holding their breath, you know. Uh, we don't realize how many communities this size don't have a theater. Mm -hmm. We would have to drive to the Quad Cities, or which I understand the Quad Cities now only has one theater. Uh, two now, actually. Two now, or Peoria. Uh, uh, that, that sort of thing. And, and to have one that's still going, and they still have first-run movies. And over the Christmas holiday here, I saw uh, advertising on Facebook where some of the businesses were having free shows, or you know, they would come in on Saturday and you, the kids would watch a movie while the parents. And we used to do that years ago, back when we had Santa Clauses in every store and there was a downtown Kiwani, the Wani Theater um, would, would have a matinee on that Saturday, uh, on that Friday afternoon, you know, Good Friday when they were shopping, and maybe yeah. they did on Saturday too. But that was a staple where you could drop the kids off, and they were they were they'd be taken care of from from one to three o'clock while you went out and bought their Christmas, you know, did their Christmas shopping, and that sort of thing. And and we still have it, and they still charge what, you know, five bucks, five bucks for a show, and seniors I think are three fifty or yeah. something. 
and and still got great popcorn and, and all that. And, 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 and it, uh, it, just last week, they did a charity show of Elf, the uh, yeah. Will Ferrell movie, to raise money. And of course, they've got Katie's coats for kids. All going the stuff on right the button now. Katie did, you know, yeah. for that. Uh, and, and and during the pandemic, you know, selling the popcorn. All they did, they that, couldn't show movies, but he yeah. sold popcorn and gave the money to the Salvation Army, the Pantry or something. Thousands of dollars. Yeah, did. yeah. That's and a, people support it, you know. Yeah. And and here again, you got two big screens. Now they've kept, here again, like the library, they've kept it up. They got two big screens. They've gone digital they did that 20 or 30 years ago back when everything was kind of transitioning from real to real movies you know uh to the digital so they're okay there bud had a had a a, a way of marketing and, and understanding how to price things and he would get the movies in and and his family's taking it over now and they're they're continuing to to do that to provide us with with really good movies and yeah. i i hope you know kiwani people support that as a thing to do uh you know when you're here in kiwani on a saturday night or on a you know uh, Tuesday afternoon. Well, they're just in the evening. They're not in the afternoon, but it, it's nice to have that. Yeah, here. I wanted to throw out one more thing that you know, I've I've been I've been working in town since uh, 2011, I believe it is, and one of the first things that I was introduced to as a Christmas tradition around here is Patchy's Toy Drive. Oh yeah, yeah, and Amber Troxel, Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you've uh, you're not prepared for this, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. obviously I'm going to tri- mm-hmm. going to rely on your memory here. Uh, when that first started, I mean that. And the, the success that it's had for so many years now, it's just, it's a remarkable tradition that everybody should be uh, thankful for. And of course, what Amber did to honor her, her brother is just right. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It started out for years. We had, had Toys for Tots here and the local uh, detachment of the Marine Corps League was in charge of it. And they, they had a disagreement of some kind. I forget what it was over. I guess it was over, they wanted to keep the toys here locally, but Toys for Tots out of the Quad Cities wanted all the toys to go in one big box and then pass them out and that sort of thing. So then they did it independently. They just, you know, Toys for Kids in Kiwani or something like that. But then that sort of faded away too, as with things with the Legion and BFW, they all get older. And I can't remember how the transition took place. They may still do it, I, I don't know. But Amber sort of paralleled along with them and started out her toy drive for, for in, in honor of her, her brother, uh, Skylar. And uh, and yeah, the thing and with the Salvation Army itself, she paired up with Linda Bowles, who just another sad loss here during the past year that so much she did uh, for um, you know the the uh, Salvation Army especially. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where that's grown up to. Yeah, now that's become the, the the big thing. And Amber just that's her passion. You know, she she loves to do that. A lot of people support it. You know, it, it gets all the community support and everything, and lots of help to do it. So. Yeah, and here again, that's one of the things here again, you know, we just can't look at brick and mortar, things like yeah. libraries and colleges and theaters. You've got to look at people and what people do in this town. You know, the, the, look at Etta LaFlora and all she does, oh you know, for gosh, the tutoring yeah. program and everything that gives of herself and, and, and people support that. And how about Goodfellows? I mean, yeah. what other oh, town yeah. has something like yeah. Goodfellows? But, and that's gone on for years, you know, that the key clubs do here in, in Kiwani. Amron and Ken, and, and incredible people who... I know that they get a lot of help from the schools, but mm-hmm. the, the organization that they've done to uh, keep this going year after year is incredible. Yeah, the, through the Kiwanis uh, Club that does that. A um, couple other things that crossed my mind was, was Amtrak, of course. You know, I can't believe that Peoria and the Quad Cities don't have train service. 
and maybe they don't really need it. I don't know. The thing that keeps us going here is that we're on the main line between Chicago and Quincy and Kansas City and, you know, the Burlington Northern Rail main line. But it, it's a real uh, lifeline for Kiwani to Chicago tra tra traffic primarily, and people use it. You know, the train traffic, I haven't seen the numbers lately, but uh, there's a lot of people that, that ride the train in and out and, and that sort of thing. And, and there's a lot of towns that, you know, you have to drive forever to get on the train. You know, but we have a, we have a depot here in Kiwani, and we have a, a two trains to stop every day. The other one was the ethanol plants. Not in Kiwani, but they're a big asset to Kiwani and the farmers around here. Uh, we have one 12 miles to the north of Nanawan and one 12 mile west of the Galva. And surprisingly, I, I thought this would probably somebody would survive. You know, somebody would survive and somebody would fail along the way. But they have both been sucking up corn like crazy from different areas. You know that they pull in, and they're both doing well. They're, which is a big boon to the farmers, which are, of course are a driving factor in our economy here. Yeah. If they do well, we do well. You know, the corn prices they keep keep the corn prices down. The farmer doesn't have to transport his corn to the river or unless he wants to, you know, to a, to a 40, 50 mile an hour, uh, 50 miles away. But there are, are hundreds of towns in Illinois that would love to have an ethanol plant within 20 miles, you mm -hmm. know, or with, whatever. I know we even have one over in Hennepin, you know, yeah. the, the Marquis one over there. That's something else that we have access to here that, that, uh, that we, we take for granted. We think, yeah. oh, you know. And I, I, I want to name another one uh, that, that has so, been so important to this town, especially you know, in the wake of losing Kiwani Boiler and, and, and losing those big industries, goods furniture. Oh, yeah. I know they've yeah. been here for much longer yeah. than that, but when they started doing their, their statewide and uh, you know, their regional mm -hmm. advertising, mm -hmm. I mean, this became the town where Mary from Goods right. is. They built a brand, and, and they did it with smart marketing. And, uh, and it's a family thing. Yeah, it goes back to 1895. We're now looking at the fifth generation, the two little boys that, that Phil and Kaylee have up there. But what's neat about that, and, and I'm going to do a story one of these days in my retirement here if I get time. Uh, I, I promised Phil and Mary I'd do a story when I first retired, you know, six or seven years ago, and then the pandemic happened and all that. But now... Now the real story is there because the next generation has stepped in and taken over. You know, Phil and his wife Kaylee and now the two little kids and, and they are bringing a whole new breath of fresh air. I mean, Phil and Mary, like I say, they built the brand, they built the business and, and so forth. Well, now it's time to pass the torch. And luckily there's somebody there and they're, they're, doing, uh, they're doing stuff that kids, the people have to want, look for you to do now. They're, they're doing events across the street in the parking lot and they're, they're doing, you know, participating in, in a lot of community activities. And, uh, and because, you know, that's their young and that's what they do. And, and uh, it sort of kept that part of town, you know, going too, to, to an extent. Uh, the last one that I think we need to appreciate around here is the radio station. A lot of people don't realize that how many towns don't have radio stations anymore. We don't have a newspaper anymore, technically, uh, or real, uh, in reality. Uh, and, and, and you guys do a fantastic job here of keeping it local. You know, you have local news, you have local programs like this and so forth. And, and it's something Kiwani has for a town of 13,000, along with all this other stuff uh, that we just sometimes take for granted or maybe, you know, weren't, aren't happy with something that happened, uh, you know, with any of these. I'm sure all these things, you can complain about Amtrak, you can complain about the ethanol plants or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, they're what, they're what makes Kiwani special. And I think this is a good time at the end of the year to kind of honor that and things that you mentioned as well. So 
that's uh, our Christmas show, and uh, hopefully you can be listening to us over the holidays here on, on regional media and, and uh, regale some of those past experiences, like when the mayor punched Santa Claus. And <laughs> Santa Claus showed the X-rated movie out at the Midland Plaza Theater and stuff like that uh, when he got knocked on the head with a Coke bottle downtown. And oh my gosh. Yeah, we, we've got yeah. some great, great Christmas stories. But Santa still comes to Kiwani. I saw a lot of... Uh, Santa made a lot of appearances around Kiwani this year. Got a so few more left. I think he's, I, yeah, I think he's, I think he's, he's, he feels welcome to come back to Kiwani now. The, uh, the, that whole era has gone, gone by the wayside. So we got him some security too. Eddie Tolliver's going around with him, I believe. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta have security. Nowadays, yeah, yeah, you got some terrorists, you know, who knows, you know, here in Kiwani. But anyway, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody out there. And thank you for listening to us all year. And hopefully we'll be back here in January. Hopefully it'll be as nice as this weather is here that we're having, having here through Christmas. Uh, I'm not missing the snow at all. It's just fine Same. with me. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Merry Christmas. Yeah, thank you. Same to you.